Hey, this is Craig Stanlin, author of Blank Canvas, How I Reinvented My Life After Prison. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and we're at episode 267. Well, the person who became a pretty good friend of mine uh, that has went through a hell of a story. I'll just start this off. You probably saw it in the title of this podcast, but he was in jail and he was arrested by the FBI for some just crazy stuff and how he went through a very dark time and it took a good friend to kind of show up and visit him in jail to make him aware of what he is here on this earth to do, and that's to level people up. So I'm going to shut up right now and just go right into the meat and potatoes of the interview. But you should really take some notes. I have pages upon pages of notes of the knowledge nuggets this dude dropped. So without further ado, here's the author of Blank Canvas, How I Reinvented My Life After Prison, Craig Stanlin. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I got my boy Craig Stanley here, who kind of—I'm going to leave the story to you, but he got a little trouble with those three letters of the FBI, and we're going to have a book giveaway, which he explains all of that in the end. He has an awesome book, Blank Canvas. We'll do a book giveaway at the end, but I want need you to stay through and listen to this cat's story. He's a TEDx speaker, man. He's out leveling people up one to one. Um, he calls himself really the reinvention architect, man. I really wish I would have came up with that before Craig did, because that is freaking awesome. Reinvention architect. He empowers them to break free of their self-imposed mental prisons so they can re- reinvent their lives with passion, purpose, fulfillment, and meaning. And again, his book, which we'll dig into more at the end, Blank Cabinets, How I Reinvented My Life After Prison, which is available on all Amazon and whatnot. But listen, because a lucky listener is going to get a free book away. And Chris or Craig, thank you so much for coming on. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today Podcast Varsity Squad. But first, What's your favorite color and why? Black. Black. You know, your Black, book, everything's is, built around that, man. That's awesome. Which is, which is technically an absence of color. Yeah. But for some reason, I've always been drawn, <laughs> drawn to black. I'm a car guy. I love cars in black. I, I literally, at the beginning of the pandemic, when J. Crew announced that they were going bankrupt, they put on T-shirts on sale for seven bucks. I bought 18 of them. Black. <laughs> My closet is just lined with them. <laughs> That's awesome. You're wearing kind of a black charcoal right now, squad. If you're looking at this handsome devil, he's got it rocking the black, uh, the, the charcoal color here. That's awesome. So, Craig, let's dig into this story, man. The FBI kind of caught you doing something, got your hand in the cookie jar kind of thing, which is a little bit bigger than that. I know I'm downplaying it, but you really came back from it. If you don't mind sharing your origins and that story, that'd be great. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to take us back to September 30th. 2012. At that time, I think people would say that I had it all. I had multiple homes. I had a successful career. I drove the nice cars. I wore the five-figure watches. I mean, I was living the life, married to an amazing, beautiful woman. Then on October 1st, 2000, and actually, I'm sorry, 2013, is when I received the following voicemail. Mr. Stanlin, this is Special Agent McTiernan with the FBI. We are at your residence and have a warrant for your arrest. You need to call us and come home immediately, or we will issue a warrant with the federal marshals. Mm. And it was at that moment that I knew the fraud that I had perpetuated for the previous 10 months against one of the largest technology companies in the world had caught up to me. Mm. It was at that moment that my life completely changed and that I lost everything. Mm. 
in a second. Were you keeping this a secret from your family? Like nobody knew what you were doing? So people, I lied. This is very important. Well, thank you for being transparent. I lied to myself. I lied to my family. I had always wanted to create some kind of business of my own. And this fraud that I had created, I was calling that a business. So I shared with family, oh, you, I got this amazing new business that I've started. Mm-hmm. I told my wife it was a business. She knew very little about what I was doing, but she also knew it, something didn't seem quite right. She would say, is this, are you sure this is okay? And I'd say, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You don't know what you're talking about anyway. And I just plowed yeah. forward with it with reckless abandon, just reckless abandon, just trying to to fill myself from the inside with things and materialism sure. and status. And I was trying to, I'm trying to fill a, a broken glass and I was too blind to see that I never could. Right. Right. It was, so it was just on that treadmill. So what was the the feeling you got when you showed up at your house and the FBI's there and were they cordial with you or are they like get on the ground and like how, how'd that story if you don't mind sharing this so how'd that of go of course absolutely so I had just started a new job in Manhattan and my home was in Connecticut I had about an hour-long drive to to try to figure out what was happening and an hour-long drive to panic about right. what was waiting for me and there's no way I could have anticipated what was waiting for me I entered the gates of my community I took the right hand turn down the hill, and that's when it came into view. It was like out of a movie. There were about 15 vehicles, including a SWAT vehicle, unmarked cars, local police cars, and tons of FBI agents. And I remember distinctly thinking, wow, they really do wear those blue jackets with the yellow lettering on the back. (laughs) That's a strange thought, but I literally thought that. And I come down the hill. They recognized my car and using their bodies, they forced me into a, I uh, wasn't even a parking spot, really. They just forced my car off to the side of the road. And it was, I mean, just sheer unadulterated terror. Yeah. And fear, man. Panic. Absolutely. Fear, pure That's... fear and uncertainty. Right. I get out of the car very carefully because they're still utilizing their body to control my movements. Mm-hmm. They asked me to identify myself, Stanley, Craig, you know, I gave my name in a very official sure. way. He said, empty your pockets. I threw everything onto my car seat. They frisked me. They turned me around. They frisked me again. And that's when they brought out the cuffs. Wow. And I said, please, don't, don't cuff me. There's right. no need. Look at me. I'm, I'm a tiny guy. I weigh 140 pounds. I'm five foot four. Right. There's no, I'm no harm to anybody. They said, it's procedure. We have to. Okay. Turn me around. And they put those cuffs on me. And I'll tell you, they were... They were heavy in a physical sense sure. and in a mental sense yeah. because I knew that it was over. It's over. And it was pure helplessness, right? Having my arms behind my back and seeing all of these law enforcement there for me. Right. Was the family there when this happened? It was, I was married at the time. Sure. They, my wife was inside of our home. Ugh. They would not allow me to see her. They would not allow any eye contact. They really wanted to make sure that there was no co-conspiracy. So they Mm -hmm. kept a distance between us and I didn't get to see her. And I think this is an important part of the story because she's actually the one who opened the front door to those 15 agents with guns and assault rifles pointed at her chest and at her head. She's the one who had to deal 
with them doing a search of our house. And you asked something in there and I want to make sure that I answer it. They were very cordial. Okay. They were very cordial. Right. They did not. It's not like in the movies where they toss the house <sighs> and they throw everything. Right. They were very neat in their search. They were very respectful to her. Good. And in all honesty, they were fairly respectful to me. They did a couple of things that are to be expected from law enforcement of pushing some buttons when they started sure. asking me some, some questions in the back of the car. Right. But other than that, I would say that they, they were professional and they were doing their job. Gotcha. So due to time constraints here, we're going to kind of fast forward. You're, you're in jail, correct? I ended up pleading guilty to one count of okay. mail fraud. I was sentenced okay. to 24 months of federal prison. Okay. Your thoughts while you're in jail? My life is over. This is okay. it. It's done. I knew what I was doing was wrong when I started the fraud. My heart spoke and it said very clearly, stop. This is not the way. Right. This is not the path. And I ignored it. And because I ignored it, that shame was so overwhelming. Dude. It was so consuming because I knew what I did was wrong. I saw the, the ramifications and the ripple effects of my actions on those that I love the most. Right. And that shame just put me into a spiral where I literally said, I am never going to be worthy of love, joy, and happiness ever again. And because of that belief, that's when I started to contemplate how I would end my life. Sure. Which you can't blame you for that side. I mean, there, there had to have been a, also a time where I've got caught, bro, by the IRS, right? It was like, I ducked, 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 and they got me. You're not going to win. But it was also like as heavy as it was in retrospect, and those cuffs were heavy and whatnot. But was it also almost a huge weight lifted in a in a metaphorical sense as well? Even though you're going down a spiral, did you feel like at least that part's out, you know, no matter how dark it was? Or were you different than that, Craig? No, not at all. I think that's such an insightful um, comment to have. And I'm, I'm so happy that you brought that up. Um, did you ever see the movie Goodfellas? Absolutely. You know, of course, right? At the end, when Ray Liotta is um, making the airport run, but the babysitter forgot her hat and the sauce needs to be stirred and he's coked out of his mind and he's just frantic and running Karen. and doing all those things. Right. right. And, you know, just like running. I, I never did coke. I was a big drinker, but I never did coke. But that scene, it actually troubles me to this day to watch it because of the frenetic energy that's involved with that. Because mm. that's what my fraud entailed. There were so many balls up in the air that I was constantly juggling that it was a, it was a terrible way to live. Sure. sure. I thought that I was living this high life, but all I was doing was going, 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 and it was exhausting. Right. So to your point, when it came to a, a screeching halt, absolutely a relief, Yeah, you know, absolutely a, a, a relief to, to have, to put all the balls down. Sure. What was the, you know, what was the clickable moment when, you know, you, you didn't feel joy, love, or happiness? What was that clickable moment that eventually got you back? We, Squad, I'm going to have to bring Craig back in a 2.0 uh, interview. But uh, right now, I want to know your your that that moment when it's just like that love, joy, and happiness started to rise a little bit. So I'm going to, and I'll do it in a, uh, a neat and quick way, but sure. I've got to go back just a little bit. When I was in prison with that shame. Um, I had started meditating and during that meditation, a, my, my mind came up with this short film of what my suicide would look like. 
And it was very graphic. It was very detailed. And it was with a pistol in my mouth and me pulling the trigger. And it played that, it played that little short film once. I said, well, that's strange. And I, I pushed it off because it was terrible to watch. But then it played it again. Mm. Then it played it again. It played that short film every second of every day for four months straight. It became ingrained in my neural pathways and it became a state of being. I could actually feel the gun in my mouth. I could feel the bullet exiting the back of my head. It was visceral and it was palpable and I had to make it stop. And that's when I literally got very serious about how I would end my life. And I tell this story because it was a Wednesday afternoon, four months into this this cycle of this video replaying. Sure. And my best friend of 30 plus years, his name's Sean, emails me out of the blue. Hey man, can I come for a visit this weekend? And I said, yes, you can come for a visit this weekend because I'm dealing with this suicidal video that I can't stop. I can't it's tell on a loop, anybody. Right? Yeah. It's on a loop. I can't tell anybody because in prison, if you mention suicide, they lock you in solitary confinement. Right, and right. that scared the hell out of me. Sure. So I had to avoid that. Couldn't mention it on the phone. Couldn't mention it in email. Couldn't mention it to any of my friends. I just bottled it up. But now that Sean's coming for a visit, visiting room is not monitored. I can right. share with him that things are not good. Right. He's my, he's my boy. I can, like, I can be like very honest with him and transparent. We, we sit down for our visit. I'm so excited to share this with him, to get this burden off of my chest. I open my mouth to speak before I can say a word. Sean interrupts me and just starts talking. His life is a complete mess. He's getting a divorce. He's got money issues. He's got work he's coming issues. At you with his problems. He's what coming the- at me with, he's coming at me with his, I'm not problems. laughing at you, bro. I'm laughing at the situation, man. You know, come, yeah, it was, it was the most surreal thing. And I, it caught me off guard and I snapped out of my need to tell the story because my friend who, like I said, I've known for over 30 years, he had a sadness in his eyes and in his voice that I have never seen or heard in my entire life. And Bro, in that moment, this, I realized that I had worth and I had value love. outside of every yeah. single thing that I had thought given had, gave me worth and value. I was a friend and nothing more. I wasn't my Panerai watches. I wasn't my BMWs. I wasn't my jobs. Yeah. My, Sean could have. He's, he's so close and tight with his brother who lived a couple doors down. He could have walked out his front door, walked 100 feet and talked to his brother about this stuff. He chose to drove, drive to federal prison to visit me because he needed his friend. Dude. That's when that joy and happiness started. It didn't, it didn't click immediately, but that's when I realized I had value. Yeah, and that's when my, that's the second day my life changed. That that's fantastic, man. And and there's so squad. There's so many messages in there that you can really take because it was a you know I don't believe selfishness is a bad thing. Um, I think that we need to be selfish with ourselves to level up to help others. But you're being selfish in a negative way, and then a guy comes to you with a need. And it knocked you out of that negative selfishness. That's a beautiful story, man. So let's get a, get a little bit of your coaching, okay? Um, like when you're starting to work with people one-on-one, is there any kind of secret sauce? I said that in air quotes if you're watching, that you use to help them find their blind spots? Well, we want to get really clear in the beginning. 
What is it that you want to create? What do you want in your life? What matters to you? What's important to you? And I'll tell you, there's something really funny that happens 99 times out of 100. When I ask somebody what they want, they're going to tell me everything that they don't want. And they think that that's being very clear. Boom, yes. They think yes. that's being very yes. clear on what they want. Thank you. And yeah. it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a, 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 a visceral punch in the face to them when I say, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. You realize you didn't answer my question. Right, yes. And they're, they're, what are you talking about? I just talked for five minutes. I just explained everything. No, let's get really clear on what makes you happy? What lights you up? What, you what are want. the things? Yeah, what do you want? And it can be as simple as um, I had I had a client who lived a mile away from the beach. They could walk to the beach. They haven't been there in four years. And going to the beach is one of their favorite things. And they're sure. denying themselves that piece of joy. How are we ever going to be whole? How are we ever going to be complete if we deny ourselves a piece of what makes us happy? Right. Dude, I, going I moved happen. to South Florida here. I'm looking at the Atlantic while I'm talking to you. You know what I'm oh, saying? It's like, beautiful. yeah, you know, so it's like, yeah, I get it, but there'll be freaking weeks, bro, where I could walk right there and I don't go in. And finally, my girl's mm-hmm. like, would you get in the freaking water? Your energy's way off. I, did, I go in, I'm done. I'm, I'm back. I'm homeostasis right around there. So when you're working with clients one-on-one, Craig, is, is there any good, during the discovery period, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you, but never do? Oh, wow. This is this is really, this is a good one. And I'm going to have to think about this for a second. It's time to shine today, baby. Got to be yeah, ready. And I'm tri- <laughs> and I, gotta be, gotta be go. I wish, I wish they would ask me. I wish they would ask me what's possible when I let go <laughs> of my current belief. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome, man. Because I'm sorry, I'm taking notes real quick, but like you, you mentioned something earlier that, you know, positive thinking, everyone's like, Fergie, man, you're so positive. And like, I'll just have a shitty day on the golf course or a crappy paddleboard session, whatever. Right. And they're like, how'd that positive thinking work for you? I'm like, might not have worked, but I'll tell you something that works a hundred percent of the time is negative. thinking. You know what I'm saying? It's like your positive thinking. I can drop the neutral. Right. And just be like, okay, man, I can reset. And go. It's like when my girls like get in the freaking ocean. It's like pushing me to neutral, and then I get in the ocean. And I'm reset, right? Um, and I'm, that's what I'm hearing out of that is to let go of those negative beliefs and what they can do to do that. That's fantastic. That's what everybody really should ask their coach squad, especially someone like Craig who's walked a dark path, leveled up, and and, and is just actually absolutely crushing it right now. So. Craig, let, let's move it a little bit to the positive, man, a little bit here, which we have been because the story is, is fantastic. But what's the best compliment you've ever received? Somebody read my book and they told me it feels as if you agonized over each and every single word. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me, because I did. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it landed. It yeah. really landed. And that I just I love that they they you said you were so deliberate with yes. your word choice and it comes through. Love it. And I said that I love that because I try to do that when I speak. I try to do yeah. that when I write because our words matter. Dude, our you stayed present over that 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 keyboard, you were present. 
you know, and oh, that, that's why it, it seemed like it. I can't wait in spot. I'm terrible that I haven't read the book yet, and I'm going to dig into it right away. And, and so, Craig, what's the best constructive criticism you've ever got? The best constructive criticism I've ever received was I'm going to actually go back to the book. And so I, I sent my book out to a bunch of beta readers. And I think this is important for anybody who wants to write a book, um, have beta readers who are going to give you honest feedback. Absolutely. If one person says they don't like something, that's an opinion. If more than three people say that they don't like something, it's sure. a problem. Got to get it. And yeah. I'll tell you, I was, I am as raw and vulnerable, as transparent as I could be in that book. But there was one thing that I missed. And that was really getting into the details of my crime because I thought people wouldn't be interested. Hell yeah, they are. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. And Scott, I'll tell you why. It was, I I can pull apart myself, no problem. But to go that extra distance of pulling apart the crime was a place I was not exactly willing to go to. And the people were coming back and saying, we got it. We got to have more. We got, I need to know what you did and how you did it. And it was painful. Yes. I was just going to say, it's freaking painful, man, because that you're having to relive the hardest freaking part. Right. And it's like, it's like the, you know, uh, every freaking day starts at 12 a.m. Right. I mean, on the clock, it's dark at 12 a.m. Right. Freaking sun didn't come up for six more hours. You had to write those first six hours of the day for that day to be complete, which is that book. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm glad those beta testers. Did that because you want to know what my beta testers did when I sent them a rough copy like three months ago? They said, start over. <laughs> That's what they said to me, dude. So it's like, dude, I'll tell you what, what they ask of you is awesome. That, but dude, that, that thank you for being transparent with that. And thank you for getting the book again. I can't wait to get into it. So, Craig, how do you want, because you've walked a hell of a path. How old are you, by the way? If you don't mind saying. I am. I'm 48. Wow, dude, we look good. You know, you're 40. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be 50 next month. So like, we're right in that same genre, bro. You know, really? yeah, I was you born in 72. Thanks, man. Awesome. <laughs> so let me ask you something on this. Then what age physically, don't freaking lie to me. What age would you stay physically for the rest of your life with the knowledge you've gained and continue to garner knowledge? What age physically would you stay for the rest of your life quickly? Physically, this is a good one. Mentally, I wouldn't change a thing. Physically. Right. That's what I'm saying. You keep I, all of it, but what you've yeah. learned at 48. Physically. I gotta go, I gotta go physically, I gotta go back to my mid-20s. I was a, Thank I was you. a beast in the gym. I was Thank a you, dude. Gym. Yeah, it's like I say 28 to 32 because you know, I mean, I have to get on my Ashtanga yoga mat now. I've got to do is my trampoline. I've got to just do stuff to clear my lymph system at 49 years old before I can even freaking walk the dog. You know what I'm saying? Because I've put my body through such a grinder with the military and bodybuilding and martial arts and stuff. So I thank you for being honest and transparent with that. So the path that you've walked is 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 just freaking, it's, I say awesome, but you know what I mean. You know, it's like, it's crazy. It's very unique. And that's why people are attracted to you to help them. But how do you want your dash remember? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, life date and death date, on your tombstone, how do you want your dash remember? He lived with integrity. Love it. And then to add to that, he lived with his, he lived by his values. You overcame some sick obstacles too, man. 
right? I'm sorry to add on to your life story. But that's what I get from you, man. It's like you're going to be you're going to be sliding across home plate, bumped, bruised, battered, but you're going to be bringing such a helpful support staff with you, man. You know what I'm saying? There's people that's been there. Our 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 pain, our pain is what creates art. Right. And that art can be coaching, it can be books, it could be painting, it could be music, but our pain is an opportunity to create our own art. Dude. And we have a very huge we've got we've got a we've got a we've got an opportunity. We have a choice, you know, with that pain, when our lives come tumbling down and are burnt to a crisp, we can stay in those burnt ashes. We can choose to stay in those burnt ashes, or we can choose to take that first step out of those burnt ashes into the unknown because we don't know what we're walking into. Because yeah. even though those burnt ashes suck, they become comfortable, they yeah. become our certainty, and they become our identity. So to take that first yes. step out is one of the biggest leaps of courage that we yeah. can do, is to it, take that step out and then to continue. And enjoy that journey during those shitty steps, right? It's like you have to enjoy that time as well, because I'm a big believer in no matter where you're at, you're grateful for your situation, because if you're ungrateful, there's no way you can attract good things. So am I, am, am I correct? And do you agree with that? Oh, a, a thousand percent. I have um, I have a tattoo on my forearm. It's upside down to you. It's correct side up for me. It says amor fati. And that is stoicism. That is Latin. It means love of faith. And okay. Nietzsche actually has a quote that I'm not going to get right. But he said, my formula for greatness in a human being is more a more fatty, that one wants nothing to be different and wouldn't change anything yes. for anything. And they don't only accept it, they love it. Love it, man. And that is an Absolutely. extremely important thing to be. And that's gratitude. That's what yeah, you're dude. talking about right now. That's yeah. that gratitude for I've reached a point. It took a long time. I'm grateful for being arrested by the FBI, going sure. to prison, absolutely everything, getting divorced. I'm grateful right. for all of that because it's created who I am today. Mm. And, and I would love to add something on. You were saying to love the journey. Mm. You know, I think, I think goals are great. I think they're fantastic. Gotta we don't get in a car sure. without knowing where right. we're going. Right. You know, we want to put something into the navigation, but sure. I believe it's who we become on the way to achieving our goal. That is the true reward. The process is the reward. If we're fortunate enough to land on our goal, that to me is icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. That's a true reward. I love how you put that. So what's Craig's definition of a life well lived? Knowing what lights you up and spending as much time in that zone of genius as possible. And a huge component of that is service to others. Yes. Oh, that's incredible, dude. Yeah, I'm writing. I, squad, I got like three pages of notes, man. Um, this is awesome. So time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad, we're back with my awesome sauce friend, Craig Stanlin. And Craig, you and I could talk an hour easy on each one of these questions, but you got five seconds. No explanations. You ready to rock? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, let's level up. Craig, what's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Fear is a compass pointing you in the direction you need to go. Yes. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Meditation. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Other than your website, craigstanlin.com or time to shine today.com, my shameless plug. What website does Craig go to to level up? No, wow, you just caught me off guard. I have five seconds. I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise everybody. It's bringatrailer.com. That's a car website. Okay. That, what that does is actually takes me out of my norm. There you go. Me out of, it takes me out of what I'm used to learning and it Absolutely. indulges one of my passions. Beautiful. And that that is when I do some of my best thinking. Beautiful. Yes. Get that that, that mind break. Beautiful. So you see me like, man, Forgy looks like he's in his doldrums. It's not, he's slumped over, not looking too well. Other than blank canvas, what other book would you be handing me? Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah, Victor, Victor baby. Victor, my man. And the, and the Alchemist. Okay, Paul Cohilo. Love it, love it. Your most commonly used emoji when you text? Smiley face. Love it. Nickname growing up? Stanley. Stanley, nice. Chess or checkers? I want to... I want to say chess because it would make me sound more intelligent, but I only know how to Just play say, chess. dude, you and I are checkers, guys. Shut up. Love it. <laughs> Last question, and you can elaborate a little bit on this one, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? So I would have to say taking a full decade, I go 70s. Okay. But my favorite band began in the 80s. Who's your band? Metallica. Okay. Very cool. Like the but, 80s is but, my jam, you know, because one- great. We, we, you and I really grew up in the 80s, and the 80s had kind of the oncoming of rap, you know, uh, with the Beastie yep. Boys, even and whatnot, right? You're, but you also had like the British invasion, Irish invasion with you two, Duran Duran, big hair, don't care. It's like, dude, the 80s is the best freaking decade ever. Dude, every single song that's new out there, it seems they have the hook of a song that was from the 80s. Like half of Pitbull's oh. songs are from like, you know, aha, you know, take on me, you know, like that, those songs are in the hooks are in songs today. So the eighties yep. was it, man. But, but like the seventies brings me back to my mom and dad, like really listening and like watching them dance around to Seeger, Ted Nugent, you know, you know, all the Almond brothers, everything. So I appreciate you saying the seventies and eighties. So I appreciate that. So Craig, we got to wind things down here pretty soon, but how can we find you brother? CraigStanlin.com. I'm on LinkedIn, posting every single day, hopefully adding value. Craig Stanlin um, on LinkedIn and Instagram, post there every day as well. Craig underscore Stanlin. Awesome. And Squad, all of those links will be in our show notes. And, and Craig authored a book, Blank Canvas, How I Reinvented My Life After Prison. And we are going to do a book giveaway for anybody that puts in the comments whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, anywhere we, where we're going to just expose Craig out there, um, blank canvas. You put that in the, the comments that we'll know you've listened to now, and we will send you out. I, Time to Shine Today is going to purchase a book, and hopefully Craig will uh, sign it to them and mail it to them and take care of the post-democratic and venue you the money. Um, but uh, this, this is just awesome. And Craig, quickly now, leave us with one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action. Your past cannot define you without your consent. Wow. That's awesome. And, and squad, we literally had a, a history lesson, a journey, a master class. And this guy, Craig Stanley, he wants you 
to feel worthy of your love, joy, and happiness. He didn't at one time, and he found it by being really a go-giver to his friend that came to prison. He found slowly that love, joy, and happiness. You know, he wants you to find out what you want to create in your life. If you're going to hire a coach, tell them what you want out of it, not what you don't want. Because if you start with what you want, you'll start attraction. That's fantastic. And, and Craig's someone that's lived with integrity and overcame some serious obstacles and such a go-giver to help people level up. You know, he'll remind us that our pain creates our art. So if you're going through this shit right now and the journey's hard, remember, there's a masterpiece on the other side, you know, and who you become along the way on your journey is the true reward. It's, it's enjoying that journey, not just the end, but the reward is set within the journey. He wants you to light, know what lights you up and live in that zone of, of genius and do it from a place of gratitude. And finally, you know, your past does not define who you are without your consent. And I love this guy's guts, man. Craig is fantastic. He levels up his health. He levels up his wealth. He's humble, yet he's hungry. I can't wait to collaborate with you in the future, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. Scott, can I just thank you? And I want to acknowledge you very quickly for having this platform that people can come on and share their stories and that we can impact change. Because that's how we do that. It's by sharing our stories and having these lines of communication. So thank you. Love you, man. I really appreciate you saying that. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Absolutely. Bye now. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.